Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to New Panic. Um, this is me, Tessa, and we've got in some uh, holiday cover. <laughs> and for Stevie. So there'll be a guest uh, co-host with me for the next couple. Um, and this one is brought to you by none other than Jessie Cave. Hello. Everyone's favourite lady. Oh, no, um, that's not true. But I'm, I'm, I hope that I can, I can fit into Stevie's holiday shoes. Holiday <laughs> shoes. Big dog. She likes a big shoe. Does she? Yeah, like a Doc Martin. Does Stevie wear flip-flops? I've never seen her feet. No, I've really? Never seen You've known her a long time. I've never seen her barefoot. I reckon she has black nail polish. Probably. Yeah. That'd I reckon be very she takes care of her feet, actually. Stevie? Stevie? I want to ask but you But do this. you? <laughs> um, she wears, she's got some big, very trendy, big shoes. The big trainer look. Yeah. Big no, trainers. I'm not into that big trainer look. People can, Stevie can pull it off. Mm. People can pull it off. But I just, I think that everyone looks quite funny. <laughs> it yeah. is. They're just, it's very Spice Girls. It's very right? Spice Girls. It's, you've got to really, I've lacked confidence in all my looks ever so I I lack the confidence to pull off a cool shoe oh no they're such a statement shoe especially the pink ones have you seen the big pink ones yes I I just couldn't do that I just couldn't do that but then I was having this fight with my sister today actually because I met a friend yesterday for a coffee and she's one of these effortlessly glamorous people that just can throw on a throw on a little skirt throw on a big chunky jumper tuck that into the skirt and then just a, a little boot just a little bare legs and boots. Oh no! Yeah, and it probably would have taken her no time to put these these items on, but it just it still looked so like put together and glamorous. And I just met her, and I was like, "How do you always look so good?" And I was saying this to Bibi. I was like, "I met her, and she looked amazing. She was wearing these boots." <laughs> and Bibi was like, "Well, you could wear boots." I was like, "I can't. I can't wear boots." Why would I be able to wear it? She's like, she's like, the reason you can't wear boots is because you think that it cuts off the leg. <laughs> it it does. Like, well, I don't know where I heard that, but actually it does cut off the legs. You need to have eggs, legs, like eggs. You need to have legs, a specific type of legs to pull off uh, ankle boots. Mm. And so maybe that is my insecurity about my legs. But um, I was very upset about this girl in these boots. And Bibi was like, you can wear boots if you want to. You're just stubborn and you think that you don't suit boots. <laughs> Do you want to wear boots or do you want to have the confidence of the look? Yeah, I wish I could just have the confidence just for no reason other than just to, to, to just go out the house to a shop or to meet me 
um, to, meet yourself. to meet myself just to wear a nice little boot and a nice little sassy outfit I just I wear the same thing almost every day and I, I wear the same trainers every day I think you look very very good um, and very sassy and very cool oh thanks and but it's the same thing eye. it's the right. same thing every day I wish I did have a more varied shoe collection but it's not That's one of the priorities that's such an achievable dream like, <laughs> you can do that it's not actually that achievable for me because I have a weak ankle <laughs> why why because I was an athlete growing up of course <laughs> um so I have many injuries which I just kind of like have to just keep going for, as a pro athlete they're exactly. just yeah they're just the the price you pay yeah being an athlete so I have a week what's it from the hurdles um, or something it's it, this is from the tennis and mm. from the from the drills that you had to you had to do oh, running. the quick running the quick, and back yeah. and then back and yeah. side to side side to side yeah touching all the lines the court mm. um and I've never done the stretching required to fix the ankle because stretching is for losers. Of course. <laughs> of course. So I have a weak ankle. So I can't, I can only wear Vans mm. because Vans suit my feet. That's an incredibly boring story. I'm sorry. Tell you my, the- my theory about stretching yeah. and why we think it's so boring. You know when you were at school and it was PE time and you had to do the warm up and all anyone ever did was this one. Yeah. And I'm describing <laughs> pulling your arm across your body with your other arm yeah. and then you just did the other side and then you're like done. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's it. it. Because when you were a kid you didn't actually need to stretch. No. So you always just thought it was pointless and then mm. as a grown up it's not, it's not in, in now when we do actually need to do it. It's not intuitive yeah because we've no idea how to stretch because we spent so long being like it's for losers Mm, I know I feel really bad and I do think it is the simplest way of feeling better right stretching people should stretch every morning I don't and I but I I will I'm I'm gonna really try do it yeah please do I will and then we'll see you rocking a winter or summer a boot an ankle boot a varied shoe with a bare leg (laughs) and a little skirt it would never be a bare leg I mean I only wear factor 100 every day factor 100 denier is it factor 100 sorry 100 denier. Even in the brightest summer? Even in summer, I wear black. 100 denier. It's not probably 100. This is probably a 60. A 60, I can see it. Yeah. It's an M&S 60. Slightly, a, yeah. It's a, with oh, a light, of course um, it's an M&S 60. <laughs> with a like and a lycra, a twist of lycra in yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I have, shine. I've just moved house and I have a, I have two boxes of tights that are all factor 100 or 60 or 80 mm-hmm. M&S tights and all of them have some ladder in or some hole. Okay. But I still keep them. What you must do when you are like, oh, this one's got a ladder in, when you take them off at night, you tie them in a knot mm. and then you put them wherever they're going, yeah. ideally the bin. Mm. But even if they're not in the bin, the next time you find them, you'll be like, oh, this one's in a massive yeah. knot. That is such a top tip. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Body You by Tessa's Life Hacks. It's because I have had a lot of uh, tights that you just wash and then you're like, oh, bloody hell, how's this happening? Yeah. Tie it up. Because then even if you're a sort of person as I am who's like, but what will I use the tights for? Maybe they should like, you know, you're like, put onions in. Like yeah. use them to pick up a, uh, if you suppose if you put them over the top of the vacuum cleaner and you need to, oh, I can't remember what the thing is or why you would do that. It's something it, to do with like looking for an earring or something. Oh, and it catches on the tight. Yeah, so it doesn't actually. If you if your earring is somewhere on the floor, yeah. on the carpet, you yeah. get the Hoover out, put some tights over the top. Can you not see now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're very okay. Sorry, you've lost your vision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe it's like the back of an earring or whatever. Yeah, it's so yeah. small you can't find it yeah. anywhere. So you get the Hoover out, the nozzle, put the tights over the top. Then it, you should be able to. It'll scoop up, but won't actually go and be lost in the Hoover. Mm, Look, good. I saw it on a. Yeah, that's really good. I saw it once. Yeah. I don't I've know why it, it is that people do collect things that they will never wear again. I don't know why I've done that. And I moved. I moved. It's I because you're a hoarder, and so you think, oh, this will be useful one day. Mm. You've got like wartime spirit, and it's hard to get rid of. Yeah, that's true. You're just like it'll be useful. And you're like for what? Yeah, but tights are a particular thing that because I they are a daily occurrence. 
if they're a good fit, but they have a ladder in, I do, I sometimes think, well, I can, I need the fit more than I care about the ladder. So I keep them. So I have a lot of, I do actually wear a lot of ladder tights. So actually I may, I'm going to keep them. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you, you know yourself yeah. and that's the most important thing. Um, we forgot to say that what the topic is about, the podcast yeah. is about. Tights. It's about, it's about <laughs> tights. Welcome to the show. Uh, the answer is get them from m Yeah. You can Back try to 60. Even on a hot day. Even on a hot, hot day. Uh, you can try other places, but you'll regret it. It's MS. Always. It's always. Yeah. Um, it's about tights with a side of compromise. <laughs> <laughs> the topic is how to compromise, and we'll be discussing it. Oh, we've got to do our adult thing. Oh, yeah. As you can see, I'm really steering the ship. <laughs> We're doing a really good job. Do you want to go first? Okay. My adult thing this week was moving house to massive in order to get my child into a school it's really hard to do this podcast with you when yours is <laughs> so big <laughs> but it is genuinely the first adult decision I've made for them I, I because I of the nature of having my first baby which was a complete accident um I didn't plan it and then we didn't really plan anything it just we've just happened to keep going and we've fitted them in with our jobs and our lives and it's been really easy to do that because they've been so little and because I'm lucky to have a job which means that I can be a bit more flexible but it gets to the point where well it got to the point quite late on in the last academic year where I was like oh right yeah he's gonna have to go to school and Mm -hmm. is that's actually a thing because he started talking about it more like I, I did. I obviously knew we had to go to school, but I, <laughs> I, but I didn't ever. I didn't really plan it, and it was only my mum planning and being, you know, amazingly amazing at everything and saying like, you know, we really need to think about where he's going to go to school because you live in the most polluted area of London. You're killing him slowly with the where you live, and it's probably not the sustainable option to stay living where you are. I lived in the reddest part of the pollution map, the worst possible part you could live. So we decided to move in order to get him into a school in a, in a more rural area. Rural being West London. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so we actually it's moved. It's the deep countryside yeah. out here. But it was a risk. It was a gamble because he because it's a late entry school mm. place, which again, I didn't realise we were late, but because I'm an idiot, I didn't know. Um, so he's actually got in. So we, he actually now has a school place. That's incredible. Which is quite, it's quite a big deal for his life, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> massive, because he's going to get his Hogwarts letter sometime oh, yeah, soon. yeah, he will. And then you'll get the uniform list, and you'll have to go out and get the new uniform. Oh, he's so excited because the uniform is the same colours as Spider-Man. Oh, thank God. Who he's obsessed with. Yeah. So he can wear that under the costume, he can wear that, wear that under the uniform every day. But yeah, so it's, so red. it's quite, it's red. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and um, so he's very happy. But I've also been lying to him. I've also been walking past the school every day and I've been like, that's where you're going to go to school. Um, believing that he'd get in. But I didn't realise how much of a risk actually him not getting in was. Yeah. And then I realised a couple of days ago, I was like, I probably should stop saying that that's definitely going to be the school he's going to because he could yes. be crushed. Yes. But it paid off. Well done. You put those universal good vibes out there. Yeah. Well, my mum did. My mum did that for me. Right. Okay. <laughs> she okay. applied for me. She did everything for me. So um, that was very good for, good of her. I mean, I obviously had to sign some stuff, but I don't really understand forms. I still don't understand forms. So I've done an adult thing, but I didn't yes, actually do it. It was actually... It just happened. It was actually Debbie. It was actually my mum. <laughs> yeah, good try though. Well done for... Thank you. I mean, you have moved all this way and you did it all by yourself. And I opened the letter. You yeah, crucially so, opened the letter. Yeah. And you have moved here with them and all of your... Yeah. Again, that was my mum. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
my mum really helped um, because I, yeah, I, it's, it's, it is actually one of the most stressful things in the world. People say that moving is one of the most stressful things, but it, it, it absolutely is. There's something really difficult about packing your stuff that, I mean, you can see it's exactly, it, it, we haven't unpacked yet. The, the toys are still in, we're never going to use this stuff, but I've just got it still in the boxes there. Just so we, I know it's there. Mm. But I should probably... It's just very hard to be like, to, you know, to let go and then to be like, this is the sort of person I am and mm. these are the things I need. Mm. And it's very stressful. Um, yeah. Well, well done for getting your child into a school place, Thank moving you. house and raising two children. Uh, mine is that I tried to fix the strap on my bag and oh. couldn't. Oh. What did <laughs> I, you try to fix it with? Leather glue. Oh. I was walking here and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to tell her about my great bag. And I was looking at the strap being like, that is a phenomenal job. And it was actually the strap on the other side. Oh. And so I was just looking <laughs> at the non-broken side being like, oh, I've smashed it. Oh. And then I looked at the other one and it was gaping, hanging off. Oh. So I didn't do it, bag. but I felt really proud of myself for attempting it, I guess. But it's also, it shows that you've carried such like important documents in your bag that it's broken because they've been weighing you down. So, so full of work that your bag is broken. <laughs> so actually you. it is an adult thing. Yes. I, I know. What is this the leather bag? Yeah, it's that. And then okay. the strap. So this, yeah, so I can see it's, coming it's off. a sports bag. Yes, in fact. It's, so sorry. It's all I, sorry, of your you... athletic. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to mention it, but it's actually a sports bag. Yeah, of course. Does that have does that have one of those medicine balls in? Do you know what a medicine ball is? A medicine ball is one of those things at the gym, which is a weighted ball (laughs) to look really. I love doing it. Like throw it up, and then you throw it down on the floor, and it gets out a lot of anger. Does it bounce? It it kind of doesn't bounce, but it doesn't just stay on the floor. But it is a weight, and you're supposed to throw it on the floor. You're supposed to throw it on the. floor. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, that's what you do. So. You, you lift it up high and then you throw it on the floor and then you pick it up again and you throw it on the floor. Is it one of those gymnastic ones from the uh, rhythmic gymnastics where you throw it in the air and then you do a forward roll and then you catch it again? That's a little one. No, this is quite like, it looks like a basketball, but it's heavy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, if you don't like exercise, it's one of the best things you can do, really, because it's just, it's, just, it's just quite violent. <laughs> <laughs> Top tips. <laughs> They're coming thick and fast. Um, okay, so I said to Jesse, what would you like to do as a topic? And you chose how to compromise. Yeah. And do you want to tell us what in particular has sparked this uh, compromise crisis? Well, the compromise crisis has sparked because I realised I don't compromise mm-hmm. at all. Um, I And that's, that's again triggered by moving into this flat with my boyfriend and the father of my children. He happens to be away for quite a long time and... It meant that we did the move without him. I mean, I moved in a lot of his stuff. But I realised in the placement of the stuff, because it was my decision, obviously, because mm-hmm. he wasn't here, it's, there's none of his stuff anywhere. <laughs> there's nothing. There's like, you would not be able to tell that he he had a, he was going to live here. And I feel bad. I mean, obviously, well, when he comes back. But it's it, you can see it's just very childlike everything. And to, to my embarrassment, even if I didn't have children, this would, it would probably be like this. Right. Right. My room is always quite, you know, somebody once called it um, a paedophile's dream. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so weird for, for a grown woman to be living in this bedroom. I mean, anyway, I, I still live like that, but I have the, the <laughs> luckily I have kids. So it's mm. normal. Mm. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so there's none of his stuff any, everywhere, anywhere. And I feel quite guilty about that. But I also... I like it like this. Mm. So it just kind of made me think more about what I would do and and what I wouldn't do. Mm. 
like he really wants to get a dog and we this is now that we're living in the countryside um, of course <laughs> with your acres in this orchard out here in west london all my land yeah in this, in this one bedroom flat um we could actually get a dog probably and i just i there is absolutely no way i'm getting a dog but he believes that we are going to get a dog but how do i lie <laughs> right why do you not want a dog because i've always just been a non-dog person non-animal person like to suddenly be like right I have a dog I just it just wouldn't be part of my it just it's very un, not me anyone if I if somebody saw me with a dog they, they, it just looks wrong yeah I just, just don't see a dog so I've, and but he does and he's grown up with dogs and I do see my kids around animals and it's so nice you do see the point in them um so yeah it's just it's quite a big commitment that and I think it's like when you're a kid, you just had these like visions about your life that you've, it's never really occurred to you that they might not go that way. Oh, yeah. So you're just like, oh, I'll live here and I'll have this dog and I'll have my husband and my children or my wife or whatever. And then you grow up and you realize that like those are actual real people that you've seen in that mind's eye. And then, you know, somebody says something, says like, oh, we're never, ha- we're never having kids or like, of course, I'm not getting a cat or I want to live in Spain or whatever that was never and you're like what yeah. and it's like the whole like world tilts on its axis and you're like what like isn't mm-hmm. my vision of what my life was going to be like suddenly you realize you have to like fight for that mm-hmm. or that you're going to have to do something that you don't want to do yeah yeah definitely that's a big part of it I just I it's part of his family identity it's not part of mine my mm-hmm. family didn't have animals and we we had a couple of cats but it's nothing like it was not an enjoyable experience for my family and they didn't last long. They didn't die, but they, we gave them away. Oh, wow. So we tried to be cat people, but then we're like, no, that's just not us. The only experience I have with a pet that was successful was a hamster. But then I found the hamster dead. I was having a heart attack. How and it was found find... frozen and with his claws out. Right. So I think that What part of it was me. successful then? Which is, I enjoyed having a hamster oh, right. okay, okay. for a little bit. Right. I also tried to have my mum was driving along one day and there we saw a little bird on the road mm-hmm. and I I decided that we should save this little, it was a little budgie and my mum reluctantly was like, oh fine, let's save it and we did and she got a cage for it and we, and it, and it but it had mites. Like, oh my <laughs> so God. obviously the bird had been chucked but we were like, let's save it and then we had the bird with mites on for maybe a few days. We even bought like a cage and then we had to go to the vet and put it down. So I don't think I've had very successful experience. Right, okay. And then we so went to a hedgehog, and okay. the hedgehog had mm-hmm. gum <laughs> in the garden. We are like, oh, I have a pet hedgehog. And then it had just gum all over its spikes, and I think that died. Chewing gum? Chewing gum. Oh, my God. That's hedgehog. awful. Yeah. So I think probably I've just got a bad memory of animals. Yes, I think so too. And possibly that has clouded your belief about like what kind of person you are. Definitely. And I think because the kids are half him, mm-hmm. that's, I'm quite, it's quite a big thing to say, to give over that half. Yes, of course. I mean, obviously they're half his, we're, we're, we're in love, we have children, like that's normal, but it's quite, I, when he says, oh, he's going to be a Liverpool fan, I mean, I'm not anti-Liverpool, but I'm like, well, that's, okay, fine, but what if I wanted him to be a QPR fan? Exactly. What if I wanted that? It's quite... It's quite weird to just give over half of a human to somebody. Um, it's quite scary, that. So maybe that's why the dog thing is quite a big deal at the moment. Because, like, well, that's, we're choosing to for the children now to have a different family identity to what I had. Yes. Which is normal. That's what happens. But it's still quite, 
it's quite scary, I think. Yeah, I was looking for this Janice Joplin quote Mm. that is, um, don't compromise yourself, you're all you've got. Mm. And I think we're given so much of that as like, um, you know, never dilute yourself, um, always be this person, like, you know, never give anything up. And then actually you're like, well, that's sort of an unsustainable way to live if you want to do anything with anybody else. Mm. Because especially if they're also on the not compromise yourself wagon, you do have to concede somewhere to be like, oh, yeah. You can't. You're never going to find someone who's like, oh, ticks literally every single one of the boxes. Exactly, and, and I wants think that's... to raise them the right football team. You know. Yeah, I think I'm lucky in a way that me and Alfie we broke up and had this break, which meant that I was immediately aware of if we were going to get back together, which I never knew if we would, and I really wanted to, but I didn't. There was so many factors at play, but I remember realizing that I had to choose to forget about certain things of his personality or his habits or his his things because it, it they didn't matter and and if if we were going to be together and I had to make quite a lot of changes to to make our relationship as for us to be back together and that was the first time I'd ever had to do that in my life I'd never had to I'd been so independent I'd, I'd never really had relationships in my 20s so it was quite a big deal to be like right I'm gonna change myself for another person because I want to be with them that much Mm -hmm. um so I think it's all related really to that this compromise worry or thing that's happening right now because they're actually now that I think about it it's not just the dog and the move that's triggered it it's actually a large part of my life really is having a family and having a boyfriend and seemingly being this kind of unit now compromise is actually a daily thing it's a well he's away at the moment so it doesn't feel very daily but it's um yeah it's quite a big deal I think probably because he's away actually and I've been doing the childcare and I've been in in control of them I think that's probably why I'm thinking about it more because it's like oh when he gets back I won't be able to just keep Donnie up with me and watch a lot of my sunshine until 11 o'clock at night because Mm -hmm. that's not what you should do as a parent but I can get away with it at the moment because he's not here so maybe that's why I'm thinking about it more Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I think every family has that. They're like, you know, dad's not here, you're allowed to do this. And when mum's not here, like, you're allowed mm. to do this. I think it's such a, a huge thing that, like, the older you get, the more that you become so aware of. I think the older you get, though, I think it gets more difficult to compromise. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Or does it get easier? What is it? Easier I, or harder? I think harder. Yeah, harder. I think harder. Yeah, because you're so set, aren't you? You basically have never had to do it before, you know, from, yeah, yeah, it's just going to get harder and harder and harder because you're like, these are my ways now. Yeah. This is who I am. Yeah. I'm not backing down on these things. And then I guess um, it's, it becomes a cross section between how much you want the thing that you want and how much you like the person who wants the other thing. Mm. So I've done some some deep diving into self-help uh, books. <laughs> have you? Yes. <laughs> The uh, a successful marriage C- compromise the win win and these are not just relationship this can be like the workplace you know anything that it's all about communication um, obviously and every time I think about communicating I think about your show where you say um, listen you're I've checked our star signs and you are a Taurus and I am this and sometimes we'll uh, we'll argue but we just need to communicate and hang in there like I think about it all the time but it's, it's, communicate is the whole is the is the be all and end all of of any relationship be that work with a friend with a partner that like why do you want this thing and why do I want this and why do you want this and this is why I feel not okay about having the dog or whatever and always trying to find a win-win basically the statistic is like a relationship which should always feel um 60-40 in which both of you are giving the 60 <laughs> and so it should always feel like you're both really trying and you're both trying to look after the other person and make sure they have a good time but you both need to be doing that yeah so if you so compromise true. in this like fine let's have a dog way then it will always be at the forefront and sorry to put you in it and make yeah. it about the dog but about whatever the thing is it will always be at the forefront of your mind that you will be like remember that time I said we could have a dog like it will always yeah. be there if people aren't able to like pro- properly talk it out so everyone feels like they've got some kind of if some win. if not win-win for both parties rather than just rather it should never feel like someone just gets their own way and the other person just feels grumpy yeah. about that because that way but then there are lies. I think it's quite a scary thing too to reach the point where you're like oh that will never change like you won't ever change in that way mm-hmm. or I will never compromise in that way mm-hmm. and that's quite you then you have to make another decision of okay that's the one area which is that's going to be my life now and I have yeah. to accept that which is quite which is quite sobering but, but again there's there's bonuses to that too such as well like well it's, yeah I've just been incredibly vague so like I it sounds ridiculous and I am ridiculous but I grew up I my first thing I wanted to do when I was a child was to run an orphanage <laughs> and have 23 orphans <laughs> okay and I wanted to I genuinely really wanted to do that for my job I wanted to be an orphanage runner I didn't know how I was gonna do it I still don't know how old were you I mean like quite old I mean not young <laughs> okay it was, a, it was a recurring thing okay. I really did that was if anyone asked what I wanted to do it would be to run an orphanage um and it was only until I probably got to I really late on, maybe year eight, year nine, where mm-hmm. I was like, oh God, GCSEs are happening and like, I better start thinking about what I'm going to do. And even then I still don't know what I want to do. But one thing that's remained from that want is to have many, 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 many children. 
not necessarily my own. Um, I really, really want to adopt and I really want to foster. Um, and <laughs> he won't, it's fine, he won't listen to this, so sorry, Alfie, if you are. Uh, but Alfie didn't even really want children in the first place. We were very lucky. We got pregnant accidentally and we're very, it was a, it was a miracle. But Alfie would not be okay with having 23 children. <laughs> yeah. And truly, would you? <laughs> no, of course not. But if, you know, if I had more land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had two bedrooms, maybe. Yeah. So that's quite difficult for me because it is something that is, I feel really strongly about. I do want to adopt. I do want to have more than, I, I, I would like to have a handful. I would, if, if, if not more. And I would like to make having children or fostering children like part of my future. Mm-hmm. It's not Alfie's future. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we aren't in love and we, but it's quite difficult because it's like every so often I, I have these scary thoughts of like, but I really do want that still. Yeah. I do want to do that and he doesn't. And what does that mean? Yeah. But for now we're really happy and we're in love and we have two children. And, and actually I lately I've been, I've grown up a little bit. And I know that that's probably not the most realistic thing for my job and it's not necessarily the best thing. So it's just, I'm learning to to let go of things that have been so rooted in me from such a young age for him. Mm-hmm. So it's quite hard. Yeah. I, I think you hit on such an important thing, which is like, doesn't mean we love each other any less. Yeah. Just because you have two different ideas of what you want. Completely different outlooks, completely different wants. We are very different very very different but we but I think that's what makes us work in a way and probably not that different I mean and and definitely in that we I think we want the same things for our children um which is partly why we moved here so yeah I think it will work but I guess the compromise creeps up on you sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's just it it will get to the point where we have to make a decision about something important and the compromise that is the day when that compromise must happen or must be written down yes but it kind of is, it's, is less, I, I think probably a better way to do it is just to not really think about it and let it go on, but remember yourself and remember what's important to you. Yeah. Well, I think when it comes to compromise day, some things to like bear in mind from the work of various authors, this is from, <laughs> this is from how to optimize your relationship, the seventy seventy compromise, um, adapted from the excellent self-help book, When Anger Hurts. <laughs> Doesn't it always hurt? Well, who's to say? But this is something that like, right. Number one is about trying to meet in the middle or split the difference. And so it's never just this like going into the compromise, even should never, any kind of conflict or argument or discussion with your partner should always feel like, how are we going to solve this problem rather than who is going to win? Mm. So rather than... Sorry, I always made a mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So if you're coming at it from a like, you know, I intend to, I intend to win and concede no battleground here. Mm. It's like, how are we together looking rather than looking at each other fighting? We're looking out together at the problem. Yeah. And the problem is just like, what do we want from this future? Or, or, um, whose turn is it to do the dishes or what, um, who's running the marketing campaign right in the HR department? Just, you know, that's a good way of thinking about it. Yeah. We are together looking at the problem together Yeah, rather than fighting each other. What if you're really angry or in pain or you really care about it? How do you do that when the other one isn't? How do you look at it together from the same place if you're in different places? How, Tessa? Let me ask Jay Mackey from when I'm <laughs> um, so when you So when you say you're in di- coming at it as in 
you don't both feel as passionately about the issue. Yeah, because if you're making someone be like, right, let's go to the place and look out at our problems together. Yeah. But I was like, but I, I'm doing something actually. I don't really want to come and look out. At the yeah, problem. yeah, yeah. Um, so number one, I would say maybe find a time when you both would like to look at the problem together mm. because you're exactly right. It's If you're just stood on the hill looking out at the thing, being like, do you want to come and look at it with me? Do you want to come over here? And they're like, no, I'm busy. I'm doing something. I'm doing something. I guess it's just when it comes to the moment when the problem has to be addressed. Yeah. And we're like, we need to talk about this thing now. Yes. But that's also another thing because what if one of them doesn't think the problem has to be addressed and right. you're actually pretty happy? right. I mean, right. I'm being, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. This For sure. Isn't, uh, this no, you're isn't making complete the right things because uh, there's a reason it's a complex grey topic rather yeah. than a, an easy solve. Yeah. So what happens if, if you're just, is there any problem in just pushing everything to the side? <laughs> Putting um, it all in a box. As long as you don't, yeah, pop it in the box. If it doesn't need to be addressed and it's not a massive issue, yeah. pop it in the box. Yeah. But if you're putting it in the box knowing that you want to get it out of the box. And you've got, only a limited amount of eggs, you know, in your box. <laughs> because you are like, you know, it's not, they're not going to be in the, in the box, in there forever. No. That's quite scary. So that's yeah. I'm talking about fertility. <laughs> <laughs> but for you, it might be Paul at work and dealing with the, uh, who's in charge of the marketing campaign. Yeah, exactly. And maybe your fertility is a factor in that as well. <laughs> but I think fertility, it's like, it's inescapable that when we talk about compromise, the children issue is something that like everybody is aware of mm. even if they're not even in a relationship even if they're you know people are like aware that there is a time frame on this thing and that it's a huge decision and I think because right from when you were small every single story you ever watched was like and then they get married and then they have children mm. you're like that's where your path is going so to actually be when it was in the sort of distant future of like I'll run an orphanage and I'll have 23 kids mm. it's like nice to think about and then when you actually get there you're yeah, like I better start cracking on if I want 23 oh shit yeah like I got to start popping some of these out mm. or rescuing them. Yeah, or... I've got to rescue them. Why do I rescue children? Yeah, how am I going to get my land to put my orphans on? Like, my orphans are my dogs. And so it's a. Um... And also, I, I mean, I'm such a hypocrite because I say this about children and how many I want and what I want, how many children I want to save. And yet I don't, I, I also want to work and I also want to do things and I also want to have a. A, a, a relationship where we're not fighting about who's changing the nappy or mm-hmm. like who's getting up at 6am and who's who's paying this bill or whatever so like it is it is just a very complex thing to having children and working and and whilst also wanting to have a a fun relationship it, yeah you can't do them all really it's always yes it's always going to be something that you can't goes. do them all and so sometimes the compromise is a personal one that's just you deciding with yourself and being like, what are the choices? I, I can't have all of the things. So like, what am I going to concede? And is that like, this is the amount of money I have. I want to live, you know, out in the countryside, but I also need to be close to my job. Like, what is the... Your lifestyle is a meet between the thing that you want and the thing that how hard you're prepared to work for it or whatever your sacrifices you're prepared to give up mm. you know so if you work a million hours at your job you're very rich but you what you've conceded on is that you don't have a lot of time or if you would prefer a like more relaxed lifestyle you maybe don't have as much money or you know you want to live in a nicer house but that means you have to be further away from um the center hub of things because you can't afford to be there so everything every single thing is going to be a compromise yeah i also like to think of it I, I like to think of life in terms of re- regret. Uh-huh. Um, and if I do this thing, mm-hmm. will I regret that thing? Or mm-hmm. will I 
if if I don't do this thing, will I regret it? And will that regret mean that I I wouldn't be able to forgive myself for that? Yeah. So I, certain times I, I I think I work through fear of regret mm-hmm. um, because I know that if I don't really try in in some aspects of my career or or even in some aspects of being a mother, yes, I'll, I'll regret it too much. So that's what drives me. Is that compromise related? No, hundred. Sorry, yeah. no, hundred percent. Yes, <laughs> it's hundred percent related. It's like yes. Um, on Friday, I had to go to. I had a, so my when they're at nursery, my days my day is very limited. They're mm-hmm. only at nursery three days a week, and I have a few hours to to do stuff. And I knew that if I was going to make this storytelling afternoon thing that was happening at at Superhero Day at nursery, which is obviously Donnie's favorite thing because he wears Spider-Man every day, um, I had to be back there for three. And I'd only got to the nursery late because I was rushing and it was just a bad morning. And So I, I basically got to the point where I realised I only had like about an hour in which to get something done, which would take way more than an hour to, in order to be back at the, the nursery for three to, so that he could see me in the room whilst the story was getting read out. He didn't really need me to be in the room, mm-hmm. but it would have been nice if I yeah. was there. And it got to the point where I was just sitting, trying to get this work done, but I was so kind of frozen by needing to get it done in this short period of time so I could be there for Donnie, blah, blah, blah. It meant that I just sat there and I stared at the screen and I got absolutely nothing done, which meant that I gave up and I just went to the nursery like half an hour early <laughs> before before the superhero story time had even started. So I was just sitting in this empty hall waiting for my son to come in and he came in the last. So one by one, parents started filtering in slowly and then kids slowly. And I just felt like, what have I done with my day? I'm just like, but then he did come in and he saw me and he was so happy to see me and it made it all worth it. But I did kind of waste the day, but yeah, that's, it's, but it was it was worth it because I think if if he had come in and I hadn't have been there and I think I would have felt too guilty and yeah I might be doing awfully at the moment but at least I was there I was there at I the think story you made time. the right choice yeah I think I made you the right were choice. there at story time he probably won't even remember no he won't but he he won't remember it specifically but he is forming an understanding of this time of his life which was I know. that his mother was but that's there. terrifying because I I think he will remember and I I agree with you but then there were some kids and I. I um, I'm feeling very emotionally raw anyway at the moment. I was sitting there just watching these kids' faces to see did it really matter to them mm. that their mum wasn't there? And there was one little girl in front of me, and she was like, "Where's my mum?" As the story was being said, and she kept repeating it. So so the teacher had to be like, "Okay, your your mum's coming. Your mum's um." And then she corrected herself, "Your mum's probably coming." Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh and this God. This mum's kid was not coming. And I just, I was like, oh God, this, I'm going to have to come to every single one of these stories. I'm, I am going to get no work done because I can't bear to see that, like, that pain. Mm. But that was quite hard. Because obviously I will miss lots of story times and I will try and come to as many as I can, but I will miss some. And realizing, but that's, that's part of it. That, that pain and that guilt is part of being a mother. And, and as part of kind of, trying to be a working person mm. you do experience pain all the time and guilt all the time about things you're not doing and things you've done badly so yeah <laughs> sorry for that <laughs> where's oh, my mum oh god she's coming she's, she's probably probably coming, coming. <laughs> um yeah i think listen we're almost coming to the end um and 
I think the whole thing with compromise is about it being this constant, what do you want? What do I want? How can we meet in the middle together? So we both have maybe lost a little part of what we do. Ourselves. Well, our- <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately it's like, this is being with you is the choice, is the decision to like, you know, and, and plenty of people, you know, the relationship can't compromise. And they're like, it was too big a thing. And we don't, you know, they're still great, a person, but I, this is what the thing I wanted from my life and this thing that they wanted from their life. And there wasn't a way for those two things to meet. And so I think it's just about going into all of those discussions being like, what if we get a baby, but we also get a dog? <laughs> like, yeah. what if it's win for both people? Yeah. What if I do this thing for you and you do this thing for me? Like, what if we decide that I'm in charge of the bins, but you're in charge of this thing? Like, what if, and always just finding this like compromise that nobody walks away from it feeling like they have got the raw deal yeah or that they've lost part of their identity yes they're like it just and it's just i think that is the biggest thing about being a human being is discovering that like everyone else is also a human being Mm -hmm. and has a life and the goals and dreams that are like as rich as yours and a backstory and a whole you know thing going on that we're so inherently by the nature of being alive like so insular into our own personal yeah that's also quite terrifying there to realize isn't it then you're like well no one actually cares that much they'll care for a few minutes but then they'll go back to thinking about exactly about themselves but yeah i um i feel better now thank you (laughs) (laughs) i do think i think i think i love the idea or the image at least of a couple looking out at something together Mm. Even if you've had to drag one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's always about like, never the, not the fight at each other. It's just the, how can we together sort this issue out? And even, mm-hmm. if you're, even if you're saying, like you said, what if the other person doesn't even think it's an issue? It's like, if it's an issue for one person, it is an issue for the, for the group mm-hmm. because it, it's a thing that they're carrying around. Yeah. So it becomes a, a group issue by the nature of being in a group together. It yeah. becomes a band. It's like, you're, you're in a band, you know? You've got to have a band meeting, even if it's only affecting the drummer. It's like, well, then someone can't <laughs> play the drums, you know? The band can't function. Yeah. And even though you're like, what's your problem? Sort your own cymbals out. You're like, no, we're a group. Yeah. Oh, you're so good with analogies. I'm going to use the band one. Yeah. I want to be the drummer. Be the drummer, but everybody needs to help you sort your cymbals out My if drums. you're having some yeah. drums problems. Yeah. Sort it out. Um, thank you so much, Jessica. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank I you liked for... being Stevie. I, liked I think you it. did a fantastic yeah. job. And I think you filled those shoes perfectly. Yeah. Um, as always, you can write to us. The email address is nobodypanicpodcast at gmail.com. The Twitter is at nobodypanicpod. And you can find Jessie on at Jessie Cave in various mediums. The creative handle, It's it? very good. She's on Instagram. <laughs> She's absolutely wonderful. She's doing her Soho show um, towards the end of this in the next couple of weeks she's absolutely incredible I think you're really wonderful and I love you oh thank you Tessa I love you too okay well thanks everyone okay bye (laughs) bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and... Oh, it might be, I, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands. <laughs> 